All right. Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome to the Christmas Movie Countdown here at Allentown Presents. I'm your host, Katie, and I am joined by my awesome husband, Otis. Hey, hello. And our friend, Greg. He's okay. He's all right. (laughs) (laughs) And we will be reviewing a new Christmas movie every night from December 1st to Christmas. So sit back and enjoy episode number one, The Night Before. Oh, number one. Yeah. Merry Christmas, you melon farmers. (laughs) (laughs) So this is what, the third time we've done this? Fourth. Fourth? Jesus. Right? We just did fourth annual Halloween, right? Yes. So this is fourth annual Christmas, too. like, uh, Like Katie said, we review some of we we run the gamut of christmas films because katie has uh the first christmas was all the the solid bangers and now we're we've spread some out yes but now we're checking and we're finding some good gems out there but it's not like the first year boy howdy it was like oh grinch fucking you know charlie brown we were doing the home alone one easy home alone two yeah locking the the cliches (laughs) the bangers yeah cracking out the easy ones but What's now okay, you call them bangers i call them cliches but tomato tomato yeah Whatever. it's still funny to see burglars like almost get murdered christmas as a, as a whole is kind of a cliche county so yeah, you were right. it's fine yeah, you yeah. were absolutely right yeah. <laughs> so we are reviewing like katie said the night before so that's from 2015 and it's a comedy stoner film more than stoner it's actually not really that stonery it's a lot of mm. other drugs kind of Ish. film. <laughs> but this one is chock full of comedians. It's that kind of movie where everybody's super funny. And the script was very sparse because all the funny people got to kind of say what they wanted. They improvised. And that's why a couple of the scenes would cut really fast to another angle because people would either laugh or they would have them just run the line again and they would say something completely different. In the Friday movies, that's what happens. And there's so much extra B-roll because, you know, Mike Epps doesn't say the same thing the second time or the third time or the fourth. He's like, oh, fuck it. I got another joke. Fuck it. Run it again. So this movie, it has Seth Rogen, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Anthony Mackie. Fucking Falcons in this. It was really cool to see. Before he was the Falcon. Yeah. Uh, 2015. He might have already been the Falcon then, but he wasn't. They might have been talking to him or he was about to be Falcon. He probably already did Civil War, I think, at that point. 2015 yeah yeah probably yeah i don't know timing and lizzie probably. lizzie kaplan i remember lizzie kaplan because you don't say mean girls i'm gonna punch you i was gonna say mean girls and cloverfield but she is the young annie wilkes that was in castle rock and so she looks like a young one to me oh man that is her from mean girls oh man yeah yeah janice ian <laughs> supposed lesbian but not really yeah right <laughs> We got Mindy Kaling, Jillian Bell. She was from Workaholics, and she's a straight and straight lady in Workaholics to the three idiots. Hilarious. And she's very funny. Michael fucking Shannon. So if you watched Man of Steel. Emperor Zod. Yeah. You know that shitty Zod? <laughs> it's Michael Shannon. And he's actually really fucking funny. He's a he is funny, really funny dude. Walking uh, Phoenix's doppelganger is what I would like to call him. Yeah. Um, oh, Luke, yeah. My first introduction to Michael Shannon was Boardwalk Empire, actually. Oh, you're right. I watched that entire series. I watched a I, few episodes of that. I could not tell you what the first thing I saw him in is because for years and even still now, I can I mix him up with Walking Phoenix, like adult Walking <laughs> Phoenix. 
Adult Walking <laughs> Phoenix and Adult Michael Shannon have very similar facial structure Ooh, and faces. It. And it's similar. I mix them up in the same way that I mix up uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Javier Bardem. Oh, well, they actually, they look crazy alike. I think Michael Shannon and Walking Phoenix look a lot alike. Too. You need to get them in the same room. And then like. Swing away, Merle, make them and jump. they just like hit, make them are jump hitting each other with baseball quick. bats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we have Ileana Glazer. Hey, it's the friend from, oh, what's the name of that show? Broad City. Broad City. I was about to say Bad City, and I'm like, that ain't That's right at all. Right. <laughs> Nathan Fielder. So he did a Comedy Central show, Nathan for You, and it's actually really fucking funny. He's a funny dude. He's the limo driver in this movie. Tracy Morgan. He's Santa Claus. So uh actually i enjoyed him as santa claus he was, he was loud and liked the party <laughs> randall park so the dad I love from randall fresh park off the boat so much. also from blockbuster if you haven't watched that show on netflix you definitely should oh is it good yep sweet i'm gonna give that a shot some point in my life and then aaron hill so he played tommy owens one of the football players he looked super fucking familiar to me he was in a show called greek and he was beaver he was the gigantic dumb guy but yeah. he slimmed down over the years. I'm like, son of a bitch, that is you. <laughs> and then Baron Davis is in this. And he, he's like acting like he's a football player. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, but he's a basketball player. It was weird. And then we got. Whatever, they're all big as hell. Yeah. Yeah. You could look like a football player. He'd probably be like a tight end, I guess. You know? Yeah. And then we got James Franco. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then Miley Cyrus. If this movie came out like a year later, it would have been his brother instead, which is better. Dave yeah. Franco is the superior cool. Franco. Yeah, Dave Franco's fucking funny. Well, sadly, they're both funny. James just likes to do extracurricular, not good stuff. They're yeah. both very funny people, unfortunately. Yeah. So the cool thing I learned about this movie was that the screenplay was written by Evan Goldberg. He's not related to the Goldberg that did the Goldbergs, but he collaborates with his childhood friend, Seth Rogen. So they did super bad. Pineapple Express, this is the end. A really good movie. The Interview, a really good movie. And Good Boys, I haven't seen that one yet. He's probably also a really good friend. <laughs> good Boys is now. also very good. Yeah. Because they're all really good friends. They just absolutely make solid-ass movies, man. This is the end. is fucking funny. We're going to find a, a reason to watch that movie and review it. What do they call him? Jay Baruchel on uh, Letterkenny? Oh, like Far uh, Right Jay or something? Yeah, Far Right Jay, yeah. <laughs> Only everybody, uh, what woke tards and uh, incels yeah, and stuff. Horrible. He's a fucking mess in that show. <laughs> he go, he got beat up. So hilarious. <laughs> so uh, we'll go around real quick and ask everybody, uh, what did you? Well, before that, the the night before, for anybody that doesn't know, it's about three friends: Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Seth Rogen, and Anthony Mackie. They're three childhood friends that reunite on Christmas Eve every year, and they just celebrate together because that's what they've been doing since they were like in high school. And then they're searching for the best party ever. And it's a party that's eluded them for years. And so this is going to be their last party on Christmas Eve. And so they are dead set on finding this party and learning a little bit about themselves along the way and taking a lot of drugs. So Katie, what did you think about the night before? I really liked it. It was really funny. Definitely a nice twist on kind of, an older Christmas tale that pops up in a lot of movies. Yeah. Um, and I I love it. I love when newer movies are able to take an old story and 
fix it. So it's not like, yeah, we're not just doing this as an exact replica of this story set in modern day or whatever. Like we're changing it around enough and adding character features and different things um, enough that it's different. And yeah, I really like this movie. I love all the actors that are in this movie. I thought it was really fucking funny. And it's definitely going to be a movie that I watch like frequently around the holidays. Greg. I enjoyed it more than I expected to. Um, I went into it thinking I might be, might come out on the other end a bit underwhelmed by it. And still had those thoughts initially in the first few minutes, but turned out to be a great combination of of subtle humor with awkward humor with ridiculous antics to make a very consistent comedy throughout throughout the entirety of the film so i very much enjoyed it i am upset that i waited this long to see this movie this is right up my alley in comedy and there were spots where Kay's like ooh. And I was like, this is great, you know, stupid stuff. But we both laughed our asses off the whole time. It's just, I enjoy Seth Rogen movies. And I didn't think I would actually be 100%. I think all of his movies I've knocked up is good, but that they were going for like kind of a drama-y comedy. But Zach and Mary made Caporno was fucking great. If you haven't seen that movie, it's really funny. But yeah, just about every movie that Seth Rogen is involved in or makes, they're fucking solid man and he helped with this i want to say he was a producer on this one yes he was it's good and it's a christmas film which i'm not that big on christmas i say this all the time (laughs) y'all neither is seth rogan because (laughs) he celebrates hanukkah (laughs) but this movie was good it put a smile on my face and then you know it obviously has ties to old christmas stories and so when you know the right words pop up and i'm like oh this is a reimagining of that kind of but with drugs okay that's cool they're seeing how how things are okay dang this is actually pretty sad and uplifting kind of i thought it was really cool it the characters seemed real which is hard to do in movies sometimes you know especially christmas movies because everyone's everyone seems very not like fake oh yeah my best friend is unlucky in love so she's gonna go to this other country for christmas and meets this sexy hotel owner and they're gonna get together but then break up at the last second but then get together at the last minute before she gets on the plane that's probably a real movie emma and i definitely watched that movie last year yeah it was called uh what was it the <laughs> christmas real. uh a castle for christmas oh starring brooke shields and carriels <laughs> oh hell yeah <laughs> i love carriels <laughs> But you know what I mean? There, there are that type of Christmas movies. You could give me a fucking plot like that and I could pin it to an any Christmas movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> just make up some shit and I'll tell you if I've seen that Christmas movie or not. Yeah, but this movie felt real and there was a line that I want to say Joseph Gordon-Levitt said or Seth Rogen says towards the end of the movie and when he said it, I felt it in my heart and I was like, that is the fucking truth. When you get older, things get harder to do. And I'm like, yes, it is. And it just mm-hmm. felt, they felt like real friends. And I was like, this is great, man. So uh, we'll get through this story. It's, 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 a, it's one of those funny drug movies, you know? Not, not everybody's on drugs, but 
One third third of the group is on drugs the entire movie. (laughs) I will let you guess who. Y'all know who it is. He's made a whole career off of it. Yeah. But the funny thing about it was it didn't feel like, at least to me, it didn't feel redundant in relation to, say, Pineapple Express, where he was high the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. He managed to be tripping the entire film but also still make it to where it was entertaining and not just, oh, this is just a, a rehash right here. Yeah. yeah. He did a lot of stuff while he was fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty good. So we get a narration and the second the narrator starts talking, I'm like, that kind of sounds like Tracy Morgan, but I don't, uh, I don't oh, know no, if it immediately is. Immediately I was like, that's oh, absolutely. absolutely. It took me like three sentences. I was like, oh shit, they got, they got Tracy Morgan to be the narrator. I'm yeah. excited. So we find out through fucking rhyme, which is fucking great. I should have wrote down the first like five minutes of this. But we we learned that in December of 2001, Ethan Miller, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he lost his parents in a car accident. And so his best friends, Isaac and Chris, they get together every Christmas Eve with him so he won't be alone. And they have a set plan for everything that they do so they meet up at the what the rockefeller tree is that what it yeah, is they go see the lights of the rockefeller tree and then they go get chinese food and then yeah. they do karaoke mm-hmm. and then while this is happening they're getting drunk and high and just getting loaded and then explode and then they things, go to, break things they go to chris's house and play golden eye yeah on they, they reenact uh big which i've never seen but i'm aware of the piano oh part. yeah they go to the they go to fao shorts yeah and play the big piano Big, big's a good movie, Greg. I want one of those pianos. Hell yeah. I am not at all active enough to actually play like any type of decent song on it, but speaking of which, that scene all of a sudden no longer ages well, considering uh <laughs> oh. Seth Rogan is in a Star of David Christmas sweater playing none other than Mr. Kanye West. Oh, uh, what Defcon 3, Mr. West? <laughs> Jesus, <Yeah>. man. <laughs> Oh, man. But I do like Runaway. That's a good ass song. Uh, (laughs) But they have been doing this for years. And as you as you hear during the story that Ethan is dead set on doing this for the rest of his life. And he's not really stuck in the past, but he enjoys his family, his two, honestly, brothers at this point, you know, living it up with them, trying not to think of the bad times. Mm -hmm. But then little by little, we see that Isaac. He gets himself a family and Chris is like a famous like sports football player. Football player. I was going to say sports guy because they they do say at some point they say football. Yeah. So he's a football player and he's getting really awesome, even though he's a little bit older and find out it's steroids. And so it seems like this is going to be the last time that they get together and have this Christmas Eve party. And if honestly, that Christmas Eve whole plan sounds fucking amazing. And if you're not big on Christmas, even though Ethan is big on Christmas, that'd be really fun to do. You have your set things and then you just get drunk the whole time. That sounds really cool to me, honestly. I'd be down to do that, but everyone we know has kids. That's that's the problem. (laughs) That's the problem. We're all Ethans. Everyone around (laughs) us has kids. So it's like, um, we can't do shit because there are not enough babysitters in the world. Yeah. So at Ethan's work, he is a elf and he's serving just snacks to people and no one wants to take his snacks. And he looks depressed. (laughs) I'm going to tell you immediately when I saw Joseph Gordon-Levitt as an elf, I needed like him 
and Zoe Deschanel dressed as an elf, like singing Christmas songs together. Because yeah. I love both of their voices. They're fantastic. They're both great musical artists. Um, and they did do 500 Days of Summer together. Like they've played Love Interest before, but seeing him as like a shitty like Christmas Eve elf or whatever the fuck he had to be for his job. I was like, oh my gosh, I need a spinoff. Yeah, that'd be really cool. (laughs) So at work and his boss is Randall Park. And so he's like, you need to look, what was it? Mischievous and whimsical. Yes. And he gets this like smile and like tilts his head. He's like that. I want that the whole time you're here. (laughs) And so while he's putting up coats and I understand that in bigger cities, cold cities, there's a lot of coat checks. And that kind of blows my mind. But as he's checking on a coat, he sees tickets in the pocket. It's the tickets for the party he's been looking for for years, the Nutcracker Ball. And he's been looking for this party, but now he's got invitations to it. Steals the tickets, obviously. I just stole them too. And leaves his job. He just runs the fuck off because he don't care no more. <laughs> so he meets up with his friends. Well, he goes to Isaac's place and Isaac is married and he's got a kid on the way. And Chris meets up a little bit later and he's, like I said, a famous football player on steroids because he's, what, 34, 35? 34. Which is a crazy age for someone to start getting good at a sport because sports bodies, you go through a lot. So, yeah, I love that his friend's kind of like, yeah, what you doing? Are we going to talk about this? Yeah. I thought it was hilarious that there's a point where he gets offered weed and he's like, no, 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 man, athlete's body. I can't have any of that in in my system yeah, my temple <laughs> bro yeah, drug free baby <laughs> we just saw you put steroids in your ass <laughs> hgh <laughs> no roids hgh <laughs> so isaac's wife betsy gives him a special gift as they are leaving to do their party night and it is a box full of illegal drugs mushrooms and cocaine and everything it's like a joint and Molly. Molly. He said something. He was he, probably ecstasy was in there. There was all sorts of shit. <laughs> and she says that she's proud of him because he's, you know, slowed down on the drugs because, you know, they got together and they're having a kid and stuff. And she's like, I want you to go crazy. If this is one of the last times, this is the last time that you guys are together, yeah. I want you to go crazy with your friends. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And he proceeds to start taking drugs. And Chris, since he's a famous football player, He has a limo for them to sit in. And it's one of those super like Escalade kind of limos. Gigantic, man, for three people. It was a Hummer. Hummer. Oh, it was a Hummer Hummer limo. And it's got Red Bull on the side. And every time he does like a post, he always says, drink Red Bull. (laughs) It sounds like, okay. So he kind of has to do it. Yeah, he has to say these things. But I mean, it's, it's still awesome. And they're taking drugs, drinking, having fun. So the first stop is the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. And I would love, we need to find a time to go to New York Christmas time. Uh, it's funny. All the jokes say it stinks there. And I remember a couple of times at 30 Rock, there's a season where Liz leaves and comes back to New York after a couple of months. She's like, God, it smells. <laughs> I have been waiting 11 years for Otis to want to go to New York on Christmas. Let's fucking go. Yeah, um, I'm down to do it. I've wanted to go my whole life. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. We'll just meet more Steves. That's where he, that's where his part of his family's from. We'll just see loud Steves yelling at us everywhere. I'm walking here. Okay. 
<laughs> so at the first stop, Ethan shows off the tickets. And the way the tickets work is you have to wait till 10 o'clock and he call this number and then it gives out clues to get there. And I'm like, that's it legit. It gives you a, a corner, an address, kind yeah, of. That's fucking legit, man. And while this is happening, Chris gets a call from his teammates and they tell him like, hey, Chris, can you bring some weed? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, that's cool. And the fact that they only have one joint on them and looks very old and very tiny, that they have to get some weed. And so Isaac calls up their former high school dealer, Mr. Green. Hey, it's Michael Shannon. And he's sitting in his car and they have Chris go over. And it's a really weird situation. And he tells him he has some weed called what? Christmas present. Mm -hmm. And he takes a finally smoke some of it because he's like hey man this could be oregano you gotta check it and so he he finally you know takes a toke of it and he's like yeah you're in the christmas present you're in the present and he like kind of but isn't all weed the present yeah wouldn't it all be christmas present and he's <laughs> he's like on christmas eve it is and so he like kind of ticks his fingers in his face and he's like okay i'm gonna leave now this is weird <laughs> <laughs> and mr green invites the, the boys to a party he's doing later and Chris is like, uh, well, we already got a party to go to. So we're going to probably do that. Sorry. He's like, no, that's fine. You didn't, I'm, I'm not that sad about you saying no. That's I'm fine. Sorry. I'll see you later. Yeah. He's like, tell Isaac I'll see him later. He's like, wait, what? Tell Isaac I'll see him later. He's like, well, that was a fucking ominous thing to say. Chris gets out the car. He's like, that was the scariest fucking thing I ever did. <laughs> and so they head to a karaoke bar. One of the few karaoke bars open on christmas eve in new york which is crazy to me i would have if i ran any type of business like that i would be open every holiday yeah <laughs> you want to get drunk and avoid your family come on over yeah. sing some karaoke yeah greg and i and our friends used to do karaoke every week and it was always super full karaoke bars are pretty fun man if you do it right make sure people don't get stupid and break stuff it's just a good situation man people like to drink and sing so they run into Diana, who recently broke up with Ethan uh, due to his uh, inability to commit. And so it makes sense with his whole situation. His parents died and he's kind of living in just a bubble of time. He doesn't want to move forward because that means change is going to happen. And for some people, change is terrifying. Absolutely, man. There's people right now that are like, ooh, I really like you, but I don't want to push this ahead and so they'd rather kind of just let things go instead of just saying like let's do this you know so diana is there with her friend sarah's mini kaling and they're hanging out and talking and they both discover that both groups are heading to the nutcracker ball later on tonight and so they're like cool well um well we'll see you there and it's like you know maybe we can hang out some more and diana's like yeah that'd be cool it, it's the face of people that do like each other but they're trying to act like they don't like each other because they don't want to look too you know like Desperate. oh shit oh shit katie over there we broke up a little bit ago dang i'm gonna say hi hello you know katie's like hello and we're staring looking like goons at each other you know what i mean so while this is happening we see that isaac he has taken all the drugs and he took way too much shrooms so he's super hallucinating and freaking out and he wants to combat, he decides to combat the hallucinogenic mushrooms with cocaine. Yes. And not just a little bit, not a little bump off a key. No. He keeps doing he key keeps bumps. He keeps like eight bumps. And so he is 
super fucked up. And he realizes that he's not ready to have a child. <laughs> and he records a video message. And he's saying that we need to get rid of this kid. He said, put the kid in a bag and dump it in the river. And uh, he said something else. My <laughs> anxiety during this scene was at an all time high because I was so nervous that he was going to hit send on his video on accident oh, and yeah. send it to his wife. I was like, oh, dear God, no, you're so fucked up. Please don't send this to your wife. Yeah, but it, it's really funny. But he recorded for his future self. And I've done that a couple of times. Like, I'm fucked up. I'm going to write myself a note. And I look the next day is just gibberish. I'm like, okay, well, he tried. (laughs) A for effort. Yeah. Uh, Chris, he meets up with a super fan and then they get it on in the restroom. It's Ileana Glazer. And she says that she's a Grinch, like legit. She's a fucking Grinch. Yeah. I think in the movie, her name Mm -hmm. is Rebecca Grinch. Yeah. Rebecca Grinch. So uh, she hates Christmas and hates how everybody feels. She says everybody's fake because of Christmas. And but they get it on in the restroom, and then they find out. Well, Chris finds out that that Grinch stole his marijuana. He's like, "God damn it! I need that weed." So they I impress my friends. On yeah, the, on the team. It's the only way I'm gonna be cooler with my friends. I gotta bring them drugs. So they call Doctor Green again, Doctor Green, <laughs> Mister Green, <laughs> again, and they meet up at Chris's mom's house, and they sneak into the house because Chris doesn't want to like meet. Uh, talk to his family which is kind of talk to his mom yeah he didn't want to deal with talking to his relatives and i kind of get that but you snuck into the house so well it's not that he has a problem with his mom necessarily it's that his mom is always pushing him to do community outreach yeah and to show him off because he's so successful and he doesn't like that even though he does it he shows himself off i don't know yeah, kind of a athletes are weird. Kind of a fake situation the way he does it. Yeah. You know, doing it for social media. So they sneak into Chris's room and they're playing Goldeneye. And it seems like Isaac is starting to calm down a little bit. But at this point, he realizes that he switched phones with Sarah at the karaoke bar. And he starts getting some sexy texts from a friend. And <laughs> well, that's one way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> Dick pics. Yeah, he gets dick pics. He's like, looks pretty good. (laughs) And (laughs) what did he say? He's like, "Um, I can't remember. He was like, no, sir, I have not sucked a dick. And he's like, well, you're gonna tonight. He's like, oh, I guess I'm sucking a dick tonight. (laughs) It's it's very silly stuff. So they realize that they got to find Sarah and switch phones because he has a very incriminating video of himself saying that he does not want a kid and uh, dumped a kid in the river. You know, really fucked up things to say about your child that's on its way here. So while this is happening, they actually meet up with the Grinch again. And the Grinch steals the weed that they got the next time from Mr. Green. And at this point, Isaac gets himself a vision of Christmas future from the weed. And he's well from Mr. Green and the weed. Yeah. Yeah. And so he sees himself going into a strip club with Mr. Green. And Mr. Green's like, I'm going to go get a dance and a beer. And he sees his wife sitting there at a table. He sits down with her. And then a girl comes out and he realizes it's his daughter in the future. So she's like a grown woman. And they're like, you didn't read the books to her when she was a baby. You didn't do the things you were supposed to do. So now that's why she's a stripper. (laughs) This is your fault. (laughs) And he's all sad. And the mom is like, 
making it rain on her daughter. It's a very, very silly scene, but Jillian Bell's a funny person. And so that's the Christmas future of this. And, yeah. and as they're chasing the, well, Chris goes and chases the Grinch to get his weed back. And they do this crazy, like, Assassin's Creed, like, parkour run across New York. And then they end up on the rooftop of this super high building. And she does, like, a fucking fall from Assassin's Creed. Just arms out and falls backwards off the building. And she falls into this. It had to have hurt. I don't understand how you can just land into trash like that and be like, I'm good. Like, that's gonna fucking hurt. Well, because it's not real trash. Oh, you know what I mean? But people do that in in movies all the time. Yeah. Like, fall into giant trash cans that are completely full yeah but realistically that would really fucking hurt and those bags would rip open and you'd be just covered in garbage but she gets away the grinch gets away once again and chris is like god damn it you know and <laughs> watches her go isaac he goes to look for his phone and meets up with his wife as she is going to midnight mass and so that is a what a catholic mm-hmm. and so it celebrated on a night of christmas eve from beginning at midnight and Christmas Eve gives way to Christmas Day. So it is a long, long event. Yes. And so and if you've never done it before, <laughs> if you've never done a Catholic mass before, uh, like our Jewish friend in this movie, you are going to be very fucking confused because it's a lot of standing up and then sitting down and standing up and sitting down at specific parts of the mass. So, like, if you don't know what you're doing, you're just, you're, you look like an idiot. You're yeah. going to look like an idiot. You're going to feel like an idiot. And I can't even imagine how stressful it was for him because he was so fucked up on drugs at this point. Because, yeah, well, he was sweating really hard in there. Yeah. He sees a baby and the baby's threatening his life. I went to a, like, hissing at the baby. <laughs> I went to a wedding, a Catholic wedding, and me and, like, Sarah were the only, like, non-Catholic people there. <laughs> Or like had never been to a Catholic ceremony before. And we were just fucking confused. Yeah, I bet that's. And everyone, all of our other friends who like were raised Catholic were like doing the thing and looking at us like, you got to do this and you got to do that. And I was like, don't judge me. Okay. I'm not, I don't do this. This is not my thing. Don't harsh my vibe, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I said that in a wedding. So during midnight mass, Isaac. He freaks out because, like I said, he sees a baby and the baby's like talking to him, threatening his life (laughs) and everything's freaking up around him. And he sees Jesus up front and he's like, oh, God, do we do do that to him? Is that what you guys think we did to him? And he's freaking out. And so he gets up and leaves the whole time. His wife was like, go away before her family gets here. And then she's forced to bring him in to the midnight mass. So she was trying to get him away because she's he's fucked up. She's very aware of how drugged up he is so he gets to the hallway the laneway of the whole church and just throws up the aisle yeah the aisle i said laneway (laughs) and he says like we didn't do that i'm sorry and he runs off and throws up some more and yeah so isaac he heads toward the uh the The subway yeah yeah heading toward the subway so while this is happening we see that ethan he is heading toward the party on foot and Ethan gets beat up by two Santa Claus, well, two drunk guys, pub crawling, dressed like Santa. And because he's mad that they're not taking Christmas seriously, because they're dressed like Santa and they're just like kind of peeing in a corner. He's like, hey, man, you're supposed to be taking it seriously. You dress like Santa. 
there's kids out here. You got to make sure, you know, you got to keep the hope alive. And he's like, well, kids shouldn't even be believing in fucking a fake person and all this stuff. And then Ethan swings on one of the Santas and the other Santa like grabs him. He's like, I don't think this is about the Santa Claus. You seem to have some issues you need to deal with, sir. And he's like, no, this is 100% about you. And he's like, I don't think it is. <laughs> and then the Santa Claus beat him up. <laughs> and so they they head off. So they meet up at the subway station. And finally, the friends, the three friends, talk about their issues with each other. So Ethan and Isaac, they talk about Chris's sudden success at football. It's steroids. And he's like, we need to talk about this. And he's like, okay, okay. Well, what about you being all types of lost and with dead-end jobs and you know, composing music, writing music that no one hears. He's like, what are you doing with your life? And he's like, oh, that's how you feel about me. And everybody, you know, everybody's mad at each other, but they still go to the Nutcracker Ball and it's hidden inside of this like bodega and they hand the tickets to the guy at the front of the store and he leads them to the like, like freezer. And then the freezer opens up and it's this light tunnel and they sit on a little train and they scoot into the party. If I ever get invited to a fucking party that starts with a train ride through a tunnel like fucking Willy Wonka on that boat ride. Yeah. <laughs> Please, somebody invite me to this party. That, that sounds pretty, fucking great. Yeah, they got a light show. They didn't get like scenes of gore and death like they did in Willy Wonka. <laughs> oh, yeah. That Willy Wonka one got scary real quick. <laughs> it was just psychedelic. Yeah. So Chris, he splits off and he finds his teammates because he doesn't have the weed, but he's like, you know, trying to figure out what's going to happen. And the friends are like, oh, we didn't really need you to bring the marijuana. We just we got a whole bucket over here. He's like, oh, damn. Whole slayful. Yeah. Damn, that's a lot of weed. (laughs) And then Chris discovers that his friends are making fun of him because he recorded a video of him singing Christmas and Hollis, a Run DMC song. With his friends. He's like, oh, look at you looking all corny. He's like, motherfucker, I was with my friends doing stuff. You know? No, actually, he calls his friends corny in that conversation. He says, oh, I don't know them. There's just some white guys who jumped on the stage with me. No, I thought he, he just no. stayed quiet while they were doing it. No, he like dis, dis, disassociates himself from those from his friends in the video. He's like, no. I don't he, know. He, he said he was fulfilling a make-a-wish. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> make-a-wish kid. Oh, that's fucked up. It is fucked up. It was their wish to sing with me, so I did it with them. You know. <laughs> so while this is happening, Isaac he finds his phone. Hooray! And then he tells, well, he finds out Sarah never looked at his video that he did talking about you know his baby and dumping it in the water. That's great. And then he tells Sarah that yeah, that dude with the big old penis, you should talk to him. And she's like, does that seem like it'd be really cool? I'm like, yeah, no, you really give it a shot. And we find out that James is James Franco. So real life James Franco is in this movie and he's a douchebag. And so they went with how he's portrayed ooh, in 2015 as a douchebag. And so that's what they were going for with that James Franco, which I thought was really funny. And instantly Isaac and James Franco hit it off and they're like, hey, do you want to dance? And he's like, I'd love to dance. And Mindy Kaling's like, I, I like to dance also. <laughs> And so they're like flirting with each other. It's it's very silly, but they're like really good friends. So it makes sense. They would act silly like that. So Ethan 
finds, well, actually, does not find Diana first. He finds Miley Cyrus. And he goes up to her and he tells Miley that Diana absolutely loves Wrecking Ball. It's one of her favorite songs. And he's like, I kind of have an idea. And Miley instantly goes, oh, shit, you want to propose to her? Hell yeah, I'll help you with this. He's like, actually, I just wanted you to like say the song was for her. That's kind of it. She's like, no, fuck that. It's Christmas. You got to go big or go home, right? Yeah, that's what she's expecting. Go for it. And he's like, you're right, Miley Cyrus. And she's like, you don't have to say the whole thing. He's like, what do you want me to call you? She's like, Hannah. Nah, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> Let's do it. So on stage, while she's singing Wrecking Ball, she invites Ethan on stage. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt can really sing. And so yep. they actually harmonize and sing through the song. And then he starts talking to Diana in the crowd. And he says that he loves her. And he wants to make this more, what is it? He wants to make, not official, but he wants to take the next step. Mm-hmm. And he proposes. He's ready to grow up. Yeah. He proposes to Diana in front of the whole party and she accepts. And they start the song again. You know, I came in like a freaking boat. Ethan's like, hell yeah. And you can see on Diana's face, she's like, oh, God. And then they pan to both of his friends and his friends are like, no. Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, Isaac's like, what the fuck? And Chris is like, oh no. So in secret, Diana, she actually says she wasn't gonna say no in front of Miley Cyrus. And I'm like, he Ethan says it too. He's like, yeah, I wouldn't have said no either. And she says, You're only you only proposed to me because you're scared of losing your friends and everything changing. So you're kind of latching on to me to be your new anchor and she's like you need to deal with some things before we even can talk about me and you and ethan realizes he's like oh shit yeah you're right i do have issues <laughs> so ethan goes to the roof and he finds mr green and mr green tells him that he created and he hosts the nutcracker ball every year and should have just said yes to going to mr green's party earlier yeah but they didn't they wouldn't have had the journey that they did i know <laughs> And Mr. Green hands him some marijuana. He's like, you need to smoke this and it will show you the past and where you came from. So after he smokes the Christmas past weed, he sees the beginnings of the yearly ritual with his friends. So right after his parents passed away and he's packing up the house and Chris and Isaac head over and they see the whole planning come up and they're like, we can check out the tree and we can get Chinese food and we can do karaoke. And, you know, it's just him and his friends hugging. And he's like, Chris and Isaac tell him like, we're your new family. Like, don't worry about this, bud. We're your new family. And I was like, that's so fucking sweet. (laughs) And so Ethan, he is about to start looking for his friends, but then we see that they got thrown out of the party because Chris well, actually, before Isaac, he accidentally bumps this like giant crystal ball into one of the players and then slams the crystal ball into the guy's face and then bumps the quarterback into this sign and his hand gets stabbed into the wall, making him look like Jesus on the cross for a second. <laughs> and he leaves and then Chris makes sure to have his phone 
posting live. He's like, hey, oh, you guys want to get into a fight right now? I got millions of followers and they'll see what you're doing. And everybody's like, oh, can't, can't look can't look like a douchebag online. <laughs> and so they get thrown out of the party. So as they as they meet up, morning is here. So they've been up all fucking night. And they all realize like, hey, things are going to change. And Ethan's just been holding out, ignoring the fact that this is their last big time together. But then, you know, friendships are hard to maintain and friendships change. And spoiler, this is my seven words, but one of them says it's hard to stay friends when you get older because relationships change and stuff. And I was like, ain't that the fucking truth? And so as that's happening, Isaac looks at his phone and he has like 96 calls from Betsy, answers the phone, and they discover that Betsy's in labor. So they head to the hospital in Mr. Green's car that is just sitting in a corner. And then we find out that Mr. Green is an angel and he was helping the friends get their shit together so he can earn his wings and so <laughs> it's like it's a wonderful life and a christmas story or a christmas carol all together and we see mr green fly off to heaven and i was like what the fuck <laughs> so at the hospital they discovered that betsy it was a false alarm and the baby's not here yet and isaac shows the video to his wife because he's like i can't hide this from you I just need you to know how I feel. And as she's watching the video, Betsy starts laughing. She's like, yeah, I've felt the same way. I didn't call my baby a cunt, but I felt the same way about this baby. I'm scared. I'm scared that we aren't going to do the right thing. But then she says, when I see you and, and, you know, day after day, I realize we got this and me and you together you know, we're each other's rock. And she actually says, I'm your rock. And he's like, oh, I'm having sex with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. (laughs) And so they seem to be worked out good. So after this, the, mm, take it back, because the time jumps a little bit later. So we see, wait, is it? There's no time jump at this point. Because Chris goes home. Chris goes back to his mom's house. Oh, okay, gotcha. And he, oh, he, so Chris goes to his mom's house and he tells his mom about the steroids. Oh, okay. And then Ethan heads to Diana's and she's like, you're not going to propose again, are you? He's like, no, I'm sorry for doing that. That's a lot. I understand my issues and I've been kind of stuck in one spot for a very long time and I really want to move forward. And, you know, he actually apologizes for not wanting to commit. And then he's like, you know, because she's at home with her parents. He's like, can I can I meet your parents? And she's like, oh, you actually want to see them? They're in here. He's like, yeah, I actually do. And they head inside together to see Diana's parents. So it's really cool. So we get a time jump one year later. And so everyone's together for Christmas. And we see that Chris is with his mom at the dinner table. Isaac is doing good. And Ethan is with Diana. Hooray. I'm sad that Chris wasn't with the Grinch girl. And she didn't like turn over a new leaf. Yeah, (laughs) you know she's like i learned i actually love you but i love stealing too maybe i can stop one day that'd be funny but eh, they went realistically so isaac isaac's kid she can't fall asleep so the boys go in and they sing a very nice version of christmas and hollis to her they full house her yes they do and then Uh. the baby fakely claps its hands I guess one-year-old can clap their hands, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, one-year-olds can clap. Yeah, so she claps her hands, and that's the end of the movie. 
Actually, before the absolute end of the movie, we see that the narrator this whole time has been Santa Claus. <laughs> and it's Tracy Morgan. He's reading a story and he gives big props to Mr. Green. I, he says it's like it's his son. Yeah. So I guess he has angels for children. I don't know. He might have been an elf. He might have just Angel? said son in like a as a colloquialism. Oh yeah, because he would say son. Yeah. And they he tells one elf to get the party started. And so he's a DJ elf. And then they start getting going. So I was like, this is fucking fun. So Tracy Morgan and Santa Claus is a very cool version of Santa Claus. I didn't know I needed. So and that's the bad Santa. Yeah. So that's the end of the movie. So Katie, who's your favorite character in the night before? Mr. Green was my favorite character um you know support buy local (laughs) (laughs) grow local buy local uh support your local drug dealer i guess uh but mr green was there with uh all the advice that the the group needed um when they needed it and i appreciate that i like the i tend to like the ghost characters in the christmas carol um they always end up doing a good job and I'm really excited. We're doing a couple more versions of the Christmas Carol uh, this Christmas and I'm really excited to see how those go. So I really liked Michael Shannon. He was fucking hilarious. Greg. So many good characters to choose from. I can't yeah. even do honorable mention this time because it'd be like eight honorable mentions. Yep. But my favorite character was actually Betsy. Just the unbridled support that she had for her husband throughout this entire thing. Yeah. Uh, from, from the jump uh, here, you've done so well. You've been working so hard to be, become the best father you can be. Once our child is born, have this one night with this smorgasbord of drugs. Um, Oh, you've shown up to midnight, midnight mass and you are just, you are completely tripping. You're losing it. I understand. Uh, <laughs> he asked, "Are you mad?" No, I'm not mad. But just try to walk straight and leave that staff that you took from the nativity scene, please. And <laughs> <laughs> she just the absolute patience to not get angry and resentful from from that from his botched attempt to keep it together during midnight mass and have to leave in the middle of it and vomit in the in the aisle. That a giant aisle, by the way. Yeah, one giant aisle for that church. That's a Catholic church man um and even at the very end she watches he shows her the video of his of his, his rant his his rant as he's tripping out in the, in the bathroom stall and she finds it hilarious and a relief because hey it shows you know you're not all you're not you know you're not completely 100% confident in this either just like I'm not but we'll we'll get through it together and she just she was completely unwavering in her support of her husband, faults and all. And I just loved that about it throughout the whole thing. I just kept waiting for, for the other shoe to drop and for something to just be like, no, this is enough. This is the cherry on top. This is just the straw that breaks the camel's back. But that was never the case with her. And she does she did very well as, as, a, as a, quote, straight woman. Yeah, she did an amazing job. And still managed to be funny while being the straight woman. Yeah. So honorable mentions, Katie's pick and Greg's pick, they were fucking great. But I'm going to go with the trio of the boys. Like I said, these characters in this Christmas movie actually felt pretty real. They had a lot of 
issues to them and they weren't like super perfect and they were trying to deal with them ethan well he had i don't think the most issues but he was for real pushing that to the back because he's like no i just want to be with my friends tonight but they all had issues they dealt with and they they did it was really cool man chris with his mom and isaac with his wife and ethan with christmas and trying to defend it and then his girlfriend so all three of them together they were really cool so katie who was your least favorite character um it was really hard to pick a least favorite character um i wrote someone down and i am changing my mind on them so i'm gonna go with the collective football players at the party um they were just assholes and I mean, we see it all the time on social media, just people who are rich and don't give a fuck about anybody else but themselves. And that was the vibe that all of them gave off. Yeah. Uh, Especially like asking Chris to bring weed and then just like they already had a fucking slayful. Like, why? Why did you do that to him? You ruined this dude's whole night. I mean, he ruined it himself, but you put just this weird amount of pressure on him for fucking what? And then they tried to start a fucking fight. Like, no, I, I did not like them. Greg. You know, I was so involved with the goodness of all these performances that I forgot to choose one. <laughs> but now that you do mention it, since everyone's performance as, as actors was so good, you're forced to go with with characters themselves as they were in the in the fictional plot and i will at the last second go with those twin girls <laughs> because of just how rude they were were, were those it was or what his 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 nieces i suppose yeah i think his nieces oh yeah it's like why do you look so weird like what have you guys <laughs> ever seen the shining <laughs> i would have gone way past just saying referencing a movie they didn't know i would have you know how i feel about children yeah yeah those little girls were me exactly <laughs> with no with no place to be so yeah um uh, being, being a child is never an excuse to me so you know how i feel yeah so i'm joining katie with the football players in a movie that has absurd people left and right and up and down hell the fucking grinch girl she threw a rat at chris to get away from him an absolute gigantic rat. And she wasn't even the worst person in this movie. It was the football players. You know, they were crap people. And Chris was trying his best to be their friend, but they didn't really want to be his friend. They were like laughing at him. Well, they were laughing at his situation, but they were probably laughing well, at him were, too. They were laughing at how, quote, white he is. All, yeah. the, all the black guys on the football team were like, you're not black enough to sit with us, essentially. Yeah. And it was just, ugh. Yeah, it, it, it sucks. So let people be who they want to be. Yeah. Fuck. If I want to do karaoke with my friends, like let me do karaoke with my friends, man. Or make a wish kids. <laughs> I wasn't crazy about Diana either. Like just before she was willing to admit that she still had feelings over the, the early interactions between her and Ethan, it just seems like she was just so hell bent on drudging up the past for the sake of picking a fight. And I just, ugh. yeah, I thought she was going right. for like a, right. Like aloof kind of situation which i guess in rom-coms like someone's got to do that job for a little bit if it's not like the best friend or 
somebody does that and i was like eh. I, I knew at some point she would soften up just like ethan would soften up but yeah it wasn't the best route to start diana with but instantly it didn't take long for her to be like man i hope i can't wait to see him at the party i was like damn that was quick as hell because she had a couple of drinks in her you know how that is yeah you're yeah <laughs> everybody was getting loaded that night yeah <laughs> so yeah let's do seven word synopsis so i already said mine but i'm gonna say it again hard to stay friends when you're older it's it's a sentence that was brought up in the movie and yeah it's it's the absolute truth i am glad every day of my life i get to talk to my friends and text my friends we have a giant group and i talk to him and i get to talk to greg and see his face every week and i think it's absolutely awesome because there are a lot of people that you don't talk to anymore or just your lives diverge or they're gone and that's it and so i'm glad I still have friends from when I moved and met all these people. Old Steve, I threaten his life every day. And he says he's going to beat my ass every day. But we still talk to each other. You know, we hate each other, but we talk to each other. You don't hate each yeah, other. Know, it's all fake. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I think it's awesome. I get to talk to all my friends. But yes, absolutely. There were way more friends in my bubble. But then one day I'm like, I don't talk to him that much anymore. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> maintaining friendships as an adult is fucking difficult yeah so that that sentence hit home real good katie i've got two a christmas carol meets entering your 30s <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that goes off everything otis is just saying about maintaining friendships and growing up there is a moment yeah there is a moment late 20s early 30s where everyone's like Pairing up, getting married, having kids, do it like, you know, living their lives. Um, but it sucks because you don't get to see them because they're doing their own thing. And you can't fault them for doing their own thing. Yeah. But like you miss them. It sucks. Uh, and then my last one, best buds reunite for Christmas Eve shenanigans. That's a legit synopsis. Yep. Greg. Okay, I have two. One last Christmas becomes one hot mess. <laughs> nice. And a callback to a Michael Shannon line towards the end of the film. We both know Miley Cyrus was phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> His fucking tone. He's like, what are you talking about? We, we like, both, you and know, I she was both know. <laughs> yep. She was all right. Like, don't, don't we blame me. We both know she was wonderful. That would have absolutely been me. <laughs> In fact, we should have probably renamed the uh, best character category for this particular episode for as best character besides Miley Cyrus. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was just assumed. I was like, she was great in this. <laughs> I mean, she obviously is the best, but yeah. Well, it's like fucking uh, in This is the End. Like, Emma Watson is the best character Ooh, in This is the End. In. <laughs> And beat everybody's ass and stole their stuff. I'm like, oh, we just got our ass kicked by Hermione. <laughs> yep. That was fucking funny, man. Uh, that's a great movie. So this film came out November 20th, 2015. God, why did it take me so long to watch this movie? Absolutely. fucking I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Seth Rogen Not even and Anthony Mackie. Like, come on. Yeah. It's kind of sad. I waited this long. Yeah. But uh, what do you guys think the budget for this film was? Katie. 20 million. Okay. Greg. Hmm. And I'm at 
20 million dollars in one cent. <laughs> He didn't even say a dollar. He said a cent. It's a penny. God damn it, Greg. He reached into his pocket and threw the penny out. He sure did. <laughs> <laughs> so Greg wins. The budget <laughs> was 25 to $33 million. And it, under, it makes a lot of sense because they just filmed around New York. It's, it's easy to do things when you just got the buildings, you know? It's just them doing stuff it, it seems really easy so they began filming or principal photography august 11th 2014 and it's funny they recorded at times where it actually wasn't cold <laughs> and so there were scenes where they were like it's fucking hot in these like coats and shit that i'm sure in. that helped seth rogan look drugged out though <laughs> <laughs> his voice went pretty easily it's constantly damp because it was like fucking 90 degrees he's like i'm gonna pass out they're like yeah. you look great <laughs> you look Exactly like someone who took shrooms and cocaine yeah. and Molly. Yeah, looks like somebody. That, the whole movie, I forgot to bring this up. The whole movie, anytime the camera's on him, he doesn't have something to say, he is popping something into his mouth. So he is constantly doing drugs. He, he's, he's trying to stay at this level he so he doesn't get too had, much or not enough. There's a point where he just shoves like a whole fucking handful of mushrooms <laughs> in his mouth. And I'm like, bro, don't. Yeah, it was wild. So he did not care about his life that night. So what do you guys think the box office was? Katie. 50 million. Greg. And I bet the same. <laughs> Not even plus a dollar. <laughs> no, that's what I wanted to bid. So I'm just going to stay there. I'm sorry I keep stealing your bids, Greg. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> you should not apologize when I just kind of cherry pick off of yours all the time. So. So the box office actually was $52.4 million. So I should have added a cent. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know Christmas wise if that was good money. Yes. That was good money for a Christmas film. Yeah. With these list of comedians. Okay, good. Yes. That makes me happy that this movie actually did pretty good. Yeah. Uh, comedies, to, like depending on when they come out, do typically at least double their budget and Christmas films sit right around double their budget. Yeah. Big ensemble cast comedies that don't come around at Christmas make sometimes three times, about three times as much, but yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Good for a Christmas film. It's hard because Christmas films aimed at adults don't do typically do as well. Like this one was clearly aimed at adults and it doesn't do as well because people can't take their kids. So at Christmas time, everyone's taking their kids to go see movies because they're stuck with their kids because they're not in school. So, you know, you get a lot of people seeing things like Trolls Holiday or Nightmare Before Christmas or whatever, like kid shit, but not these ones where people are just fucking hopped up on drugs and walking around New York cussing up a storm. Let that be a lesson to you, like, uh, older, older millennials. Yeah. <laughs> so this film opened al alongside Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 2. Ooh, that's a good-ass movie. And then Secret in Their Eyes. Never heard of it. It's got Nicole Kidman, Julia Roberts. I can't say his name. Tweedle you for. Tweedle, Tweedle, Tweedle. I'll say it one day. So uh, it's a thriller. Um, I don't know if it was good or not. I never saw it. 
based on the novel the question of the eyes Ooh, ojos that means eyes yes <laughs> so, preguntas means questions <laughs> oh my god and around that time I'm teaching out of spanish uh specter was still going because it only hit 15 million around the time this movie came out and the peanuts movie that was a good movie so that's where all the kids were yeah that's where everyone's kids were taking really? their, yeah. their stuff too that peanuts movie was good yeah, I need to it see was it. super cute. Yeah, I kind of I kind of shrugged it off because of that type of animation, so I didn't give it a chance. Yeah. So, uh, does anybody have anything else to say about the night before? It was really good. Watch this movie. Don't watch it with your kids. This is not a <laughs> this is not a family sit around and enjoy the movie type movie type Christmas film. This is definitely a just all the millennial people in your life, Gen X adults watch this movie y'all get a kick out of it though uh i need to circle back to the lookalike discussion we had at the beginning of this <laughs> oh michael shannon and uh uh what'd you oh, say walking phoenix walking phoenix okay so i had this discussion with the guys the other day after we got out the black panther film i don't know how we got to this discussion because this has movie has nothing to do with this episode nor the black panther but speaking of potential kind of lookalikes confusions Brendan Fraser and Billy Zane. Ooh. Yes Brendan no? Fraser and Billy Zane. I like it. No. Oh, come on. And I'll tell you why. I raise you Brendan Fraser versus Billy Zane to Billy Zane versus the other guy in the mummy. Oh, that played the, the mummy? I get the bald guy from the mummy. Arnold Voslo? Sure, that guy. He looks like Billy Zane. And for years, I thought it was Billy Zane. He just played, <laughs> he played everybody in that movie. Why not? Oh, you're right. I'm thinking about him in my head. Why not? Oh, you know. I do see that. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Kind of. Because in Demon Knight, Billy Zane was bald. And mm-hmm. yeah. Billy Zane has been bald in many things yeah. and I always just think that he's the guy in the mummy the bald guy in the mummy because it looks like him to me hmm. yeah was well, he in the mummy what Who? wasn't no. Billy Zane in the mummy no okay I thought he was one of the guys that opened the the vault and then they got <laughs> fucked up I thought I he was one of them I don't think so no that was no definitely not no okay i haven't seen the mummy in i thought years. he was one of those guys because one was balding no i've watched guys taking i watched, out, those, I watched those films way too many times no he was not on. okay greg said no i believe him so with that that is the end of this christmas episode so this is episode one of the christmas movie countdown not katie's christmas classics to the stop movie. with that <laughs> uh one day but so if you have any other cool fun facts about joseph gordon levitt and him and zoe deschanel should just be together you can tweet us that she's dating a property brother married to a property brother Uh, and has a kid fuck (laughs) him she did you gotta get out of it (laughs) allentown pod we have an email it is allentown presents at gmail.com we have a facebook app allentown presents so uh this is katie's part but yeah she's got 24 yeah, 24 more 24 more i've seen part of the list i'll be on some of these there's some good ass ones coming out there are we gonna do the 
Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special? Yes, we are. Hey, I'll be there for that one. We're also doing a Christmas story Christmas. Hey, I'll be there for that one. And a bunch of horror Christmas films. Hey, I'll be here for those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll probably be here for a little bit. Yeah, he's going to be in a lot of them. Yeah, but there will be some rom-com Christmassy movie. Oh, there's going to be a whole bunch. Like, I, I went to this country. I met a guy. I'm going to be in another room sleep. You're not going to watch that Lindsay Lohan one? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. It looked kind of cool. <laughs> and I, li- I like Lindsay Lohan, so she's awesome. So yeah. I'm glad she's doing movies again. Yeah. I will say I'm happy for her. So uh, stay with us uh, tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow with another Christmas film. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs>